Yeah. Frequency. So it sounds like we're talking to the fifties radio. Hey everybody! Hey everybody! Alright. Ready to go on editing room? Hello and welcome to the Rack and Tour Collection. Wow. What a time it's been. We haven't spoken to you in some time. Just kidding. We talked to you just a couple days ago. Everyone, this episode is our Elden Ring impressions. Set up to be... Oh, there Jack is. He's just arrived. He's oh, come back. I just, I just made it from the basement. It's... Yeah. Ooh, you told, me, you told me kind of on short notice, so I had to, you know, rush over here. But let me just get adjusted here. How's it going? Elden Ring. Oh, Elden Ring. Impressions. Yes. Jack, we've had some history with the souls. And by the way, folks, we're getting right into it. You heard what our weeks were the last two weeks. You've what our weeks it. were. You heard You heard what was happening in our you weeks. You heard it. In this last episode. And so in this episode, hey, we're going to jump straight into the meat of this episode. And hey, guess what? Maybe turns out people will start liking it. That we jump straight into the meat and maybe we'll change things. Probably not because I like catching up. I like catching up too. But we caught up in the last episode, which was for us, God, mere minutes ago. And for you, a day ago. Strange how time works, isn't it? Yeah, there's a weird temporal difference here. So, Jack, at the collection. We have had quite the history with the Souls games. Yes. Not, I was going to say originally with From Software, but that's not necessarily true. Really with the Souls games themselves. You're right about that. So, I wanted to include this little opening history about this because I do think our history with the Souls games is important for how we approached Elden Ring when it came out. Because having that inbuilt knowledge gives you a little bit of an edge compared to somebody who's not played any of the games before, right? Yes. So, we started all the way back at the uh, the true original Demon's Soul. Demon's Soul. Demon's Souls was the first for us. And so that was the game that I would say, you know, we won't talk about it here. We have, we have a whole episode about Demon's Souls. We cut our teeth on that one. Of course, then we played Dark Souls. Jack and I both did. Played Dark Souls 2. Jack and I both did. Dark Souls 3. Jack and I both played. Of course, in between Dark Souls 2 and 3, Bloodborne came out, which arguably I think is one of my absolute favorite games of i all think time. bloodborne is one of my favorite games of all time and i'm surprised we have not done a bloodborne episode because oh shoot you're right but we will someday as with some of those other topics kingdom hearts bloodborne yes, there yes, are yes, some big yes, gaps yes, i think yes, that we have yes. not touched yet but we will get to those <laughs> yes and so all of those dark souls one through three bloodborne Excuse me. jack and i played through Got, I mean, if we didn't, I think we 100%ed most of those games. I mean, including Scholar of the First Sin, so the PS4 iteration of Dark Souls 2. Um, I think the only split happened when Sekiro came out, and I played, beat Sekiro, loved it. Jack played it a little bit. I know he I liked it. I just don't own it, and I haven't bought it, so I apologize. Yeah, and what's funny about Jack is that he will be like man i just don't own it if i owned it i would play it and i'm like I, I think if you owned it i don't think you would but sekiro was the one big i think split for us as far as the game that i played and i know jack would love it if he played it too so it's not one of those things it's not like a if you listen to our last episode it's not a stardew valley situation it's not where, a true split where sekiro just like bounced off jack you know what i mean i think it's just one of those situations where it'll probably be years from now and Jack will be like, what should I play? You know what? Let's boot up Sekiro. Yes. And then he will get sucked hard into it. <laughs> you know you know how, like, <laughs> how Sekiro sucks you hard. <laughs> wow. That's, that's pretty bad. Um, so I wanted to phrase all of that, not because I wanted to say, oh, man, look at me and Jack. We're just souls experts because we're not. You know, we are not the people who beat Dark Souls Soul Level 1 or we are not the one who used ladle only to beat dark souls or those people have no life you know speed run the dark souls or can parry every enemy no jack and i i feel like are not casual players I mean, we're pretty hardcore players but we're definitely not the the high skill players that you see i think stream a lot right and when you see those videos of like no hits by the boss no that's not me like i get hit by the boss all the time and i've never i think even 
at my best, I've never quite been that good. Bloodborne makes me feel like good, but Bloodborne, I think, is a little bit of a faster feeling, and it kind of rewards you for... It's a different beast. ...getting in there. So, I say all this to say that when Elden Ring was announced, needless to say, thrilled. Elden Ring had a kind of bizarre, I think, cycle leading up to its release. Of course, it was announced, and then you didn't hear anything from Elden Ring for a long, long time. Rumors, they would pop up at this show. People would be so excited, they'd be going, Oh, Elden Ring in the comments, or oh, it burns the sky. You know, there's going on and on, and you're like, and then Elden Ring's never shown, and people are like, <laughs> disappointed. It's finally shown. It's re-released. The game looks great. Um, and coming up to it, just getting these amazing reviews, and I yeah. texted Jack, and I was like, "Man, not to fall into the hype stuff, but it's getting me. It's getting me excited." Because yeah, I remember you texted me that, and I was like, "If Charlie's texted me that, he's he's excited about." Yeah, it. because you know all of the other Souls games did review pretty well, even Dark Souls Two, which is probably regarded as the black sheep of the family. Um. You know, people regard it pretty highly. So, I mean, we played it see, a lot. Yeah. So, and I like Dark Souls Two a lot. I I think it is not a good game compared to the other ones, but Dark Souls Two is definitely not a bad game. Anyways, this yeah, podcast we'll is not about Dark Souls Two. In the malminutia, the minutia, the minutia. And this episode is not necessarily a huge overview of Elden Ring because I haven't beaten it. Jack's only played it for about what five, five six hours, maybe something like that. I think I'm just hitting close to thirty on my playthrough. But I wanted to have a space to be able to talk about it just for a little bit, even if it doesn't hit an hour, maybe about 45 minutes, because it has been within our little friend group, huge topic. I mean, you got Definitely. Jack Henry. And what do I see every time I log in a Discord? Elden Ring. Oh, yeah. You got Michael playing Elden Ring. You got. And so it's really fun. You got your younger brothers, our younger brothers playing Elden Ring. And it's oh, been yeah. really fun, especially with the type of game that Dark Souls is to have people playing through at the same time because what I like to refer to as that like playground elementary school feel when you're playing Pokemon for the first time, right? And you're like, oh, did you know that if you hammer the A button, you can catch Pokemon? Well, I feel like with the Souls games and especially with Elden Ring, it feels so good to play through at the same time because Elden Ring is open world now. Things are, you know, you can uncover things that your own pace way more so than you ever could in any of the other souls games For and sure. so seeing a video from jack and i'll i'll hype this video because i think it's a great jack under his channel jack jackson youtube has about a two minute video called two minutes of calm and elden ring and it's just him running through this hellscape being like what is that what is it breathing and <laughs> i mean it is a great video because i think it really kind of shows you how special elden ring is and of course for those at home who have not played Elden Ring, they're like, why is it special? Tell us why it's special. Jack, in the little bit of you have played, what sets this part, what sets Elden Ring apart from past Dark Souls games? What links it to past Dark Souls games? And what do you think is your overall impression so far? So you boot up Elden Ring, right? And you have this whole amazing intro, which immediately you're like, yes. This is a From Software game. This is like a Dark Souls game. Because the intros in all these games are so... They throw so much exposition at you. So many names. So many different things and so many different times. And you're like, okay, let me write down the 30th thing in this little two-minute window. You know what I mean? And you get to the character customization. The character customization in Elden Ring is great. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. Um, and you choose your class... And so you're kind of walking along. You're not really sure what you're doing. I This was so brief. This thing jumps down. Immediately killed me, by the way. Like oh, I see, I did stand up and fight. I was fighting the thing. But it, as it kept hitting me, I was like, I... It did the shriek thing and like gotcha. almost one hit me. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God. And, I, and it was the whole thing. I was like, how do I dual hand? How do I dual wield? And that kind of thing, yeah. you know, trying to figure all that stuff out. But then I died, whatever. You go through this doorway after you kind of wake back up, and you're just this is huge area mm-hmm. of just like vastness. You look at the map, and the map is huge. And there's like this giant tree that you can see. There's this giant golden knight on this horse. You see like all these different animals, like these birds, and your initial thoughts are this is a very beautiful game. Mm-hmm. The game looks 
and sounds very good. Even on PS4, which like I'm surprised yeah. it runs as well as it does on PS4. It, I, it really does look good. From Software, it has like a very distinct style when it comes to their games, and I feel like this one is just like the perfect. Because you know, I often think of Dark Souls Three, right? I'm like, man, Dark Souls Three really you can feel the Bloodborne influence in Dark Souls Three, right? And then so with Sekiro, I was so excited for their next game because I'm like, man, their next game is going to incorporate elements of Sekiro as well, and this game does. Not as quite as much as I thought, to be honest, but mm-hmm. as far as like the stealth and the jumping and stuff like that, you can kind of feel that DNA there. Yeah, it almost kind of merges the visuals from Dark Souls and Sekiro a lot. Yeah. Like a lot. Um, especially how like enemies look and react to you. It feels very Sekiro from the yeah. way I play as Sekiro. So there's not a lot of direction you get in this game. No. And you can literally wander wherever. I think that was one of the coolest things about this game. Is I remember going to this tomb. Yeah. And finding these weird, like, imp statues. And I found this huge boss down there. And I was like, have you guys fought this? And Charles was like, no, I haven't. Like, what are you talking about? That sounds freaking cool. And Mike yeah. was like, I I fought someone else. And I was like, excuse <laughs> me. You know, and so there, there are going to be, like, a few, like, early game spoilers to this. So just be aware of that. Yeah. And if you hear anything that might be a spoiler, just skip ahead of you, you know, 30 seconds or so. Yeah, so this will be, we'll keep spoilers out of stuff like Stormvale Castle, because I've gone through Stormvale Castle. But I think, Jack, your impressions are totally fine, because you're literally first five hours. You're brought- and somebody's first five hours could look very different than yours. Yeah. So. so, I mean, there's a lot that you do, but one thing that you get summoned to, like, this weird round castle. I forget the actual the name. The round table. The round table. The round castle. And I'm talking to all these people, and there's this guy in my chat who was like, don't leave until you talk to this person. I was about to be like, don't spoil, but I was like, Jack, don't be like a douche about it. So eventually I find this person, she's like, oh, do you, like, can I hold you or whatever? And I was like, I'm not going to trust this game. I don't like this, so I, re- I-, I refuse. And she was like, oh, well, maybe another time. And the guy in chat was like, huh, everyone else I've watched has hugged her. And I was like, okay. I was like... Seems very, sorry, I just bumped the mic. Seems very weird, mm-hmm. you know, like, because I just don't trust games like this. Right. And so I don't know what happens if you accept it or, or refuse it, but I refuse it. So. I'm not going to tell you what happens. So there's that. I know what happens. I'm not going to tell you. Um, There's, I, I've, I keep forgetting you have a horse. Yeah. And I also, like, it's just not in me to, like, think about using it. So I just never, I just, I've been running around. Yeah. Everywhere. And I remember I went down to this giant pit where there are these like jellyfish and these giant like abominations. And I'm, I'm like <sighs> running, you know, full, like just past all these full dudes. Tilt. I'm just like, I'm not fighting these things. And I'm, I'm walking, oh, there's a little hole over here on the wall, in the hole. And I get invaded by someone. And I'm like, what? Turn around. And it's this guy who's like shooting like these like blood, like, like, oh, I know exactly. What doing, me, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, what in the world? So I'm trying to fight him. And then like, this other guy gets summoned in to like kind of like yeah. he's wearing this weird hat and he's like, oh, sword. Yes. like ching, ching, ching. you know or you're walking uh, across this bridge and this guy on a horse who is like swinging the sword at you and you can yeah. knock him off and all that kind of fun stuff and you beat him and you're crossing a bridge and you see these two giants like dragging this huge carriage and yeah. you're like what is this I attacked him a few times I got stomped on didn't die but I was like I'm not gonna waste my time with this so kind of ended it there but then i'm trying to think there's like one more thing that i can't quite remember it's been a little bit since i played um no here it is so there's this lake with a dragon yeah right we all we all know that by that at this point uh and but like you can go to like to these burnt ruins mm-hmm. you go in there and you can you fighting guys and there's a chest on there yeah and you know i Swing at it, okay. Yeah, not, as you do. Not a mimic, you know. You always swing. I haven't, at it. you know. Uh, let me pause you here. I haven't found a mimic yet, but every chest, every chest. If and I the one you it, don't check, you're like, oh, you know, like yeah, every single chest. I'm like, yeah, I don't trust these chests, man. And so it's like, okay, no big deal. And so I open it, and like this smoke engulfs me and yep. transport me like to this crystal cave yep. that I can't do like god damage to these guys or these weird centipede dudes. <laughs> that which if you're because you, that's a kind of a higher level area, and so because I know exactly what Jack's talking about, and the centipede guys, they're n- kind of nightmarish to deal with, because when you're that low, they just hurt you way too much, and you, yeah, it's yeah. In short, there's so much that can happen in this game, and there really is 
so much to explore mm-hmm. and learn about this world. And it's really, it's been a really fun way to experience the Souls game yeah. in a much different non-linear dynamic than previous games. It's been a yeah. really cool open world experience that I've actually really enjoyed. Though I do kind of sometimes, it's a me thing. I'm like, man, I don't know where to go. I, like me personally, I can't just like go in a straight line or like, oh, I go off here, then go back on it. I'm always like, zigzagging yeah and it's like really so sometimes i'm like man like i'm not like doing anything is what Mm. it feels like you know but that's that's a that's a me thing but i am really enjoying my time playing it so far so you know when you think of open world games i often think of what is probably like the father of modern open world games in today's area and i'd have to say like skyrim right because skyrim came out 2010 which with how many times it's been re-released it doesn't feel like that but I would say Skyrim is really the modern father, right? Skyrim, maybe The Witcher 3. Um, both great open world games, right? Both uh, highly regarded. Was it Dragon's Quest or... Dragon's Dogma? Not Dragon's Dogma. Dragon Age. Dragon Age. You know, so I would say those games... And I love Skyrim, right? Love Oblivion. We've talked about these games before. Talked about, you know, Bethesda's catalog before as well. Fallout. All those games. Great. Uh, the Witcher... I love The Witcher 3. I played it a ton. But what I will say is that within The Witcher 3, it really hits my completionist, that, I don't know, my I guess my OCD part of my brain to complete everything. Because in The Witcher 3, when you open up your map, you see these question marks. You see these spots. And so they tell you exactly where to go. And it's not that I don't like that. And then, you know, I'm not, I don't think I'm the right person for to judge The Witcher 3 because it was just, it hit me in the wrong way because I got so overwhelmed with all the minor stuff that I felt like I lost what the game was even about. So what's great in playing Elden Ring for me, right? Like Jack says, you go through the tutorial, you got a tutorial boss, which kills you, which is always going to be fun to go back and kill that tutorial boss, you know, for the first time and see what you can get. But you step out into this, yeah, open world, which for the first time, uh, Dark Souls has had, I would say, not open worlds before, but they've had what I would say like a wide level design, right? To where there's lots of different areas to go and explore into. And it was kind of like they took that and they just ran with it. And so now you have this world that is just full of stuff, but within Dark Souls fashion, none of it's marked. You don't get quest markers. You don't get exclamation points for NPCs. You don't have a journal to tell you like, oh, I should go here. All you have on your map is when you sit at the new version of Bonfires, the Sites of Grace, there'll be like a little indication of a direction that you can go in, right? That's it. That's all I tell you. And so you have a vague idea of where to go, of where to push. But overall, you're kind of free. Nothing stops you from going anywhere, right? Uh, None of the enemies are scaled to your level. They're all just scaled for the area. And so you can very easily find yourself in a location where it's like Jack experienced this hellscape of all these overpowered enemies that just want to murder you. And so for me personally, let me let me tell you the story, right? So I'm playing through and of course my completionist side is kicking in. So the game's going, hey, you should go this way. And I'm like, I'm not going to go that way. I'm going to explore. And constantly in Elden Ring, I'm constantly going, what is that? You know, I'll be riding and you'll see something or I was riding across this field and this huge stone golem picks himself up the ground and has this halberd and he starts breathing fire and falling forward to swing his halberd. I mean, I'm just galloping away on the horse like, oh, my God, what is going on? And so many moments of, hey, there's this weak little (laughs) hollow walking across the street and I come charging by on my horse just then I'm gone. Mm -hmm. His friends are like kind of slowly turning to (laughs) And for every one of those moments, then there's the great moment of charging along and then a boss bar pops up and it's all of a sudden this death bird, this horrific, just terrifying nightmare monster just assaults you out of nowhere and you're all of a sudden in this boss fight. And it really feels like you're finding these things yourself because the game doesn't signpost any of this, doesn't say, hey... By the way, if you go here, you might find something secret. Exactly. It just kind of happens. And so you will have all of these moments that are so unique because you maybe approach this area from a different angle. And so Jack fought his way through all these enemies and came across this boss randomly and 
got stomped and maybe I went across a different way, fought the same boss, beat it, but then maybe died to all the enemies. Because I'm like, what the heck is going on here, right? And the game is just full of these moments like this. And the best story I have, right? Is Give so, me your best story, Charlie. I go into Stormvale Castle, right? They have a pretty hard boss that kind of gates you from going in there, which I think is the game's way of saying, hey, if you're really struggling with this boss, like you probably shouldn't, probably should go somewhere else, right? Yeah, exactly. It's a it's a way to just push you away without like telling you, hey, this area is too hard. Explore, you know, explore here later. No, they just put a boss there that you have to get past. And so I fight, kill the boss, takes me probably 10 or 11 tries. So I'm going through Stormville Castle proper. And it's just this, what's so cool about this game is you have, of course, your open world. But then you also have these like elaborate intertwined dungeons that, of course, Stormville Castle is, which feels very much in line with old Dark Souls stuff. And what's cool about Elden Ring is now Dark Souls didn't used to have a soundtrack that kind of fills up everything. Elden Ring does have some background music. And so you go in in Stormville Castle and I'm creeping through these dark hallways and the music is slowly playing in the background Mm -hmm. and then an enemy sights me and then the music kicks in and you have these really heavy like cello strings come in that are like dun, dun, dun. And you know, you're like, oh God, I got to get into it. And you have all these knights who are using these storm powers. Best moment go in and I get locked into this room and this huge knight decked out in shining silver armor comes charging towards me and I lift up my shield block one of his blows and every time he hits my shield it's just this kung, half my stamina gone and I'm like oh my gosh like this guy's not joking around yeah, yeah, yeah. taking chunks off my health and so just aggressive because often and if you've played Souls games before the enemy AI does seem to be designed to where if you're trying to roll away constantly, like you trigger some kind of aggro meter in them and they'll just keep coming for you. Yeah. And so you get locked in the cycle of getting hit, healing, getting hit, healing, just to try to get some kind of foothold or distance. But often if you push forward, enemies will kind of give you some space automatically. It's, it's a weird thing where I, I do think the AI has been evolved a little bit in yeah. this game and it. It's kind of like Bloodborne in a way, though. If you push an enemy and you get hurt and you're hurt bad, you don't want to just roll back and heal because mo- a lot of enemies have a charging attack or a rolling attack that they do or you know something that close that distance really fast mm-hmm. to make you keep moving backward, like you said. But you know you can often go and boom, get that hit real quick, get in the heal while you're standing like right mm-hmm. there. You still might get hit, but like oftentimes that is a way to kind of get a heal off technically more safely and less yeah. expending stamina than like trying to roll back three times or whatever. Yeah. I mean, you can sometimes like, you know, sprint away and try to get a heal off. But yeah. again, enemies are pretty fast in this game. Yeah. I mean, you have the ones that just kind of hobble around. Yeah. But. but so I'm going through the castle and every one of these nights, every single one is just this gritted teeth fight to the death as you know, these halberd enemies summon the storm and leap up into the air and have this explosion as they slam down. I mean, just like awesome things. You're like, man, that's that's so cool. Like these enemy designs and from software has always been good about that, especially with their imposing knight characters all the way back to Dark Souls with their dark wraiths, you know, their black knights. And they're just like, you're not supposed to really beat them. They're just these hard enemies that are just hanging out there. I mean, of course you can beat them, but I'm going through this castle and fighting all these horrific creatures, these birds that have blades attached to their feet and they're flying around and getting in and I'm like going up on the ramparts. I'm looking down into the courtyard and courtyard filled with enemies. And I'm like, oh my gosh, the ramparts filled with knights. And I'm like, I, I can't do it. And so I leave, I go back. I'm like, I can't, I can't believe it. Like, cause I, I was, I almost was there. Go back, clear out another castle, travel around, gain some experience and then I come back and then that feeling of these enemies that were giving me these problems before (laughs) now I'm stomping them right yeah and now I'm getting through now my pushes like I'm getting much farther and like these just knights still are hard still can almost kill me if I'm not careful but like no more near as the overwhelming like I can actually stand toe to toe with them now yeah definitely and that feeling of that slow like you're like you know what I was here before, and this place was kicking my ass. Now I'm back, and okay, now. Back and better than ever. And it just, that feeling of overcoming that adversity, for me, personally, from software games are the only games that have given that to me. Like, I fought hard things in Skyrim, where things become just 
bullet sponges. Fallout 3 DLC, I think of, oh my gosh, where you unload clip after clip, and it's a hard enemy. But in this game, everything, those those adversities feel so much dedicated on how strong you've made yourself, about the yes. work you put in. So you feel like, hey, all that time I spend exploring, all that times that you felt maybe a little bit aimless, well, hey, guess what? The whole time you're getting rooms. You're seeing more of the world. You're uncovering weird things. You're gathering supplies. You're getting stronger very slowly. But they really put a lot of that on you now, right? Because it's not so much that, hey, you go through this area, and after you go through the area, you'll have the souls to level up. And now they more put that on you to say, hey, you're in charge of that. Go where you want to go. We don't care. Yeah. And the game really does feel like that. Like, they let you into these areas that I'm like, you probably shouldn't have... I remember galloping through the swamp and I would see all these enemies and this dragon comes flying down and I'm like, oh my gosh, fire comes screaming at me. I try to jump away on my horse. Just my horse is incinerated. I get incinerated. Burns and I'm like, okay, well, I'm not getting those runes back, I guess. You're like, well, <laughs> sorry, dude. Just sneak over there crouching. But then coming back and then being like, you know what? I'm going to take this dragon down and fighting the dragon on horseback was one of the coolest things I've done in a long time. Like you're charging forward. You get a couple of swipes at the legs. The dragon swoops up into the air. You lock on. Your camera like flips around and you're galloping away. Shadow the Colossus style it almost feels as this thing comes charging towards you, knocks you off your horse. And you're like, oh my gosh, I can't fight this dragon just on my feet. <laughs> and so many moments that are just based on what you're doing, right? It's yeah. not based on, hey, it doesn't matter that you approach this dragon from this side or you came from it from behind or you got a sneak attack from software doesn't care like they don't care how you do it they just put all these things in here to give you just this great experience just today i was playing killed this huge bear in this ruin and then i hear this voice ah yes another feast of blood and this wolf knight with this berserk-esque sword comes just swinging at me and i'm like what is going on he's just coming at me and i, I end up killing him and he's like ah I will see you again soon, tarnished. And I'm like, what? <laughs> why, why were Excuse you here? Me. Yeah. I was here before. I explored this place before. What? what, what oh, that's weird. This? Yeah. Like, and then I talked to this guy, and he's like, oh, let me teach you this gesture. Yeah. If you see that guy again, use this gesture, and he'll talk to you. And I'm like, what? Why? Wait, what are you talking about? Like, yeah. or I'm going across, and there's this guy. Ho oh, there! My castle's been overtaken by a knight. I am rightfully in line. Blah 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 blah. Will you free this? And I'm like. Yeah, I guess, man. Like, Yeah, sure, whatever. But it's not a quest. It's not like you, a World of Warcraft, where you're like, oh, accept, and this is my reward. Yeah. No, the game is very much like, hey, do what you want to do. You can ignore him if you want. You can ignore him. You can kill him if you want. I don't care. Like, And that's what is so fun about this game is that they really are like, hey, no. Like, play it how you want to play it. Play it how it. you want to play it. I mean, there's a good experience I had where I sat at this place of grace, whatever. Uh, and I was like, you know, before I like... I like really sit down. Before I sit down, I light it. So I didn't sit. I just I just lit it. I'm gonna explore like this area down here. Go down. I'm walking, and then like this is the first time I've seen this. These like Reaper skeletons start like spawning, and I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah. you know. And there's some like these skulls that like try to like follow yeah. you and go at you, whatever. And then there's just one guy, this big scythe, just vroom, vroom, you're trying yeah. to get me. And I'm like, oh my god. So I get him. I'm like, okay, he's dead. You start spawning back to life. And I was like, oh, my God. So I kill him again. I was like, maybe if I kill him again. He's like, nope. And I was like, oh, no. Like, you can't kill these guys. That's yeah. what I thought at the time. Well, because past past other Dark Souls games, you do have respawning skeletons that are usually attached to, like, a necromancer. That is, yeah, if so you I was kill like, a necromancer, where's, where's then guy? And I was like, him. no, these are just other, like, skeleton necromancers. So I yeah. kill one of them. I'm like, no, he's coming back, too. I'm like, so I don't know what to do. So I'm just like, <laughs> grab an item, go sit down the thing of grace or whatever. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Maybe I'm like maybe I need to kill with like a, a magic weapon or something. Yeah. Like I'll come back to this later. Yeah. You know, but again when I'm down like in this other like valley area, I'm finding these skeletons and I just so happen to like swing at one, kill one, turn to swing at another, my axe, you know, quink hits the one that's like lighting back up. Yep. And it kills it. And I was like, Oh You're and like, it clicks. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh, okay, that's so cool. You're like, so okay, then, I can fight these. And so then I go down to write a message, I'm like, Okay. F- I was like um enemies close fighting. And also, you know, keep fighting or whatever. I was like, like, I don't know how to like, I said for like five minutes, like, how do you tell this to someone? Yeah. But I was like, also like, these are Dark Souls players. Like they're going to get it, hopefully. God, that's another thing. It's like, 
you know, before, because Dark Souls has always been great about that multiplayer integration of, like, players leaving messages and bloodstains. And so you always have, like, these breadcrumbs trails that are just created naturally by players because you'll see messages all everywhere. And you're like, that's weird. Why are there all these messages over here? And most of the time they're stupid. Like, but they're so fun to just read these stupid things. Or there's a corpse and people are like, oh, finger butthole. And you're like, ha, ha, ha. That's a funny joke. But then you have, like, really helpful ones where I've read a chest and it's like, hey, trap. And you're like, oh. Yes. So now I know if I open this chest and I open another chest and all the smoke comes out and I roll away. And I'm like, that would have got me. Like, So you have all these cool moments. Or before you're coming up to a boss, there's all these messages that give you like hints or how strong it is. or And so sometimes if I'm feeling confident, I just ignore him. But if I'm feeling a little bit scared, I'm like, okay, let me see what these people are saying. Or let like you read, the, you, yeah, you read the notes and it's just stuff like, you know... I wish I was, you know, not alone or whatever. You know, it's like just notes like that. Oh, or, and there, because, you know, the game is so allows you to kind of go everywhere and you can have a jump so you can get to kind of weird places now. And so you'll do all these notes in these weird locations that are like, why am I here? And I even wrote one where I was exploring Stormdale Castle and I was going along these like ramparts, going along these long things, jumping to these different small ledges, go along this corner for a long way nothing back there and so i leave a message that's like it is always nothing and as that one's been raided it a couple is, times because you know it's nothing because you know dark souls players are always on the hunt for items and this game yeah, is exactly man, they always give you there's always something to find there's always something to see or someone to fight or and you always kind of feel rewarded in some way even if it is just hey i conquered this enemy or hey i was finally able to get past here in this game the the things you see just out in the world, I, I tell you what, and especially like I said, in Jack's video on his channel, it that is the Elden Ring experience where Jack sees this weird T Rex headed dog thing, and he's like, "What is that?" And it's just like standing still in the middle of this field, and then it's chasing him, and then there's this huge bird thing, and then he's running, around, and then there's a dragon coming out, and then this giant throwing these exploding pots and these weird robots that are flailing everywhere. And exploding themselves, and you're just like, I just want to survive. Yeah. Right? So I I think one in like there's a lot of things obviously. Um. So far, like I really have no complaints with Elden Ring. I I, I really don't. You know, and you know, and one thing I think is really useful that they kind of encourage you to be a bit more aggressive is when you kill a group of enemies, you get one of your healing flasks back. Mm -hmm. So it kind of encourages you to be okay. I know I can go in. If I take a hit, no big deal. I can get a flask back. So right. it kind of increases the amount you can journey without, like, resting. And it's a really cool feeling, too. Because, like, you're like, okay, I can keep going. Like, I can keep exploring. I can keep finding these locations. And It is so fun to jump up and go, ho! Like, yeah. you know, smash down on, like, some guys oh, yeah. or whatever. And then, so, I mean, there's other group, those groups of those guys are just, like, hobbling you. Yeah. Crouching behind them and then. Oh, you know, you go behind them and then yeah. you turn around slowly and you're like, yeah, and just cut them up. It's, it's great. I remember I encountered, I was going down that same road and I encountered like these giant plants. Oh yeah. And there was like a boss one, but I didn't know what I was like. There's a boss one back there. I'm looking and it just like shoots this huge spore cloud. And I was like, I'm going to come back here later. And so yeah. I just can, you know, went around and I went up to like this. You know, it's, like, all, like, super stormy and everything. Yeah. And I was, like, what's going on? Because, like, usually when you encounter large areas in other games, you're, like, it's a boss. Yeah. But, like, they're just, it's, everything here is a large area. Yeah. And so you're kind of always on edge when you're, like, this is not normal. You know what I mean? Like, it's a little foggy. Why is it foggy? Why is it stormy? Is there going to be, a, like, a boss? Yeah. But there's no boss. There's just a couple enemies and you're going into a new area, basically, or something like mm -hmm. that, you know? I love that there's, like... A day and night cycle. I love that there's rain. Yeah. In the game. It makes it really cool to fight a guy on horseback when, oh. you know, it's raining and you're like, kung, kung. you like, you yeah. know, you knock him off his horse and all kind That's of stuff. That's what I gotta say. Like, you know, when I first played, I was like, how is the horse combat gonna work? Like, it, it doesn't feel like it should, but man, it is so fun, especially when you're fighting like another mounted enemy. I fought, I think, two of these like black cloaked knights and their black cloaked horses. And the last one I fought had this like, three-headed flail that he was just swinging around and like the horses jumping at you and so you guys are like going and clashing and then like spreading apart and like chasing each other and it's just 
I was like, man, like they got it. Like they just, for some reason, it's just a fun experience. Yeah. And they make it just fun to explore. And like I said, like you're running around, you know, I like to kind of see what I'm, I'm like, okay, how big is this area? Hop on the horse going around and they make getting on and off the horse so easy that you can just kind of do it all the time. And so you're always in these situations where you're like, let me run away or I can use my horse to get away. Like the horse I've used several times just gallop through super dangerous areas where people are shooting magic arrows at me and I and you have the great oh man, the sound effects in this game. Have you fought those guys who are like invisible until you get close to them? Yeah. Those guys dude what, what like yeah, what is that? This game yet again reinforces my hatred for magic. I uh, yeah, the P look, PVE magic is fine. I hate how homing the magic is, and it has always been in Souls games, and how much damage it does to you. It's unreal. Yeah, it's so, and it's so, like there's nothing you can do about it really. There's like nothing you can really do about it. It's just kind of it's just a fact of life. Yeah, I was galloping through this underground area, and there's these invisible ghost guys that are shooting these like magic bows at me, and they may have these. <laughs> And I just hear them coming as I'm like galloping through and I'm like, take two hits. I'm almost dead. I'm like, oh my God, healing on my horse, jumping around here. They're like just narrowly avoiding me. And I'm like, what? This is totally, this is not like a scripted moment. This is not like a, oh man, like you're going to gallop and you have to narrowly avoid the shots now. It's like, no, this is just a moment. Like you could have slow played that and hunted these guys down and killed every single one and been fine. Or you can just gallop through and just try to scavenge yeah. as many items before you run out of healing. That's kind of what I did when I got sucked into that like crystal cavern. Yeah. Is I was like running through trying to, I was like, where do I go? Where do I go? Where do I go? Where do I go? And so like I'm running, I'm like, there's items, items, items. And so I'm like, I grab one and then a guy behind me like raises his like, you know, spear thing. I roll all the way and he goes, <laughs> like it explodes on the ground. I'm like, oh my God, you know, and <laughs> there are these guys mining, like, using yeah. their spells to mine. You go up take this stuff that they're mining they turn around yeah, like, they're like what the like, like, dude seriously and yeah I'm like, you're, you're just like, running it you're just grabbing everything it. Oh, yeah so it's it's been a very fun experience yeah. a very you know for a game i really didn't obviously i heard a lot about it yeah. but i didn't see much about it so for a game i heard a lot about but didn't see much of it's living up to like all my personal expectations so far yeah same here and it's I can't believe, like, I've put about 30 hours in, and I feel like I was telling Jack, like, I've kind of gotten my foothold in, because a lot of Souls games will, especially in the beginning, like, you feel like it is just impossible. But then, once you play a while and you level up, you level up your weapon especially, you know, you start actually being able to stat your character appropriately, which, that is one aspect that, since we have played these games in the past, that I think that knowledge is very helpful knowing that if you upgrade your weapon it makes hey, it a lot better just because this enemy is hard and you're not doing any damage okay that means that's probably time to back off right because some i think a new player might be like well man this guy's just so i know this game's supposed to be hard i guess this guy is just hard but it's like there is a certain level of hardness that i expect right there's a certain level when you go into a boss fight and you're fighting it and you're like okay no this is fine or when you're like every hit you're like, I might need to heal. You're like, that might be the moment where you need yeah. to take a step Or back. if you're like, I can do it if I don't get hit, you know, if I don't get hit in this last half, I can do it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, that kind of stuff is, like, yeah, you can, but, like, that's not how difficult it should be. Like, I know if, if I'm, like, at that point, I need to go back up, level up a little bit more, find some more upgrade materials, that kind of thing. You know what I mean? Right. But then that's what's so cool about it is because that creates the skill cap where then you have players who are just technically so good that it doesn't matter because they can just dodge or parry anything, which I don't know how people do that because my experience with parrying is that like it's so the reward and risk is so just not worth it to me that I would rather dodge all the way or block it because it's like, yes, I could parry it and yes, I could do a chunk of damage or I could play it much more safe, not take the hit hit a couple times that's my opinion though but there are some people who just seem to see the matrix and they can parry anything right it's unreal dude and of it, course that comes with time and learning the timing it makes me like i'm wondering like it's with a lot of games that i play it's like how do you find the time to be so good at these games but then you gotta think you know they probably just work and then this is their thing you know like work and then this me however i work i have a child you know, I got a family. I don't want to be on the game all the time. I want to play other things than just this one thing. 
You know, so it's like, of course I'm not going to ever be that good or, you know, whatever. So it's just like, you know, yeah, there are people who are going to be technically just way better than I will ever be just because I don't put that kind of time into it. But, like, it is cool seeing people that are just like, yeah, I just all like soul level one or whatever. Like, it's it's cool to see for sure, but I don't have the patience for it. Yeah. Like, there's a guy who beat Dark Souls 1 in Kirk's armor by just doing rolling into people. Yeah. And I'm like, I... I don't know how you have the patience for that. Yeah. That is unreal because I don't. Yeah. In any capacity. Mm. So, you know. Yeah. So my, you know, what's crazy about it too is I'm about 30 hours in, not seeing, I feel like barely anything. I feel like I, and I know I've defeated like one of the big bosses, right? Because in Dark Souls, there's always the big bosses, the named ones that you get at the beginning of the credits. And I've beaten one. But there's, like, I think four or five more of them. And I'm like, really? Like, there's some guy named, like, Dung Beetle or yeah, whatever. Yeah, like, just, like, like random stuff that they just bring up. That they're like, oh, yeah, by the way. And then the Elden Lords and the Elden Rings. Yeah. And then to become a lord, the Tarnished. And then this guy and this person and this lady yeah. and this. And I'm like, and how do you expect me to follow this? Yeah. First off, at the same time. It's enticing, but it's like, I don't, like, you don't feel like you have to know all right. this. You know what I mean? No, it's not important. Like, it's just, it's there for you to, like, encounter it and for you to learn about it when you, yeah. like, like, it's not necessary for you to, like, progress in the game. It's just, like, this world has so much going on. Yeah. You know, it's so much that's happening all at once. And I feel like they, from software, realized that the best souls experience you can have is that like that first time you play through when things are new and fresh and so it really feels like in this game you're like man that that feeling just must be exponentially better because i can imagine starting a new game and yes i know some places to go and things to explore too but it's like it would still be different like because i do feel like there's a level of randomness where things certain things will appear or if it just happens to be night when I'm in this area and so there's a boss that spawns, like I could have just, I could be missing things that I have no idea. Yeah, because you know, I like playing in the morning most of the time. So you just can always go to the morning without really even like giving it a second thought or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I remember it was nighttime and there were like these giant bats flying around. I was like, hold on, there are giant bats in this game? Okay, that's a little freaky. And then, you know, it's midday the next time I'm in the area and they're not there. I'm like, oh, I guess they only come out at night. So. Mm-hmm. Gets you thinking, what else only comes out at certain times of the day? Well, and when you sit down at the sites of grace, it gives you the option to pass time. And so you know that there are certain things that you'll be waiting for. I wonder if there's going to be like a secret time like where a bridge is only active during a certain part mm -hmm. of the day or whatever. Be kind of cool. But But it's just this perfect combination, I feel like, of everything that From Software has done in the past. Some of the smaller catacomb ruins, like the catacomb. Catacomb. What is catacomb? The catacombs. I've heard it pronounced both ways. Anyways, the catacombs. I don't know why I'm the one correcting you on that, by the way. I say things wrong all the time. The catacombs. You know what they remind me of? What? Hardcore remind me of Chalice Dungeons from Bloodborne. Yes. Like, the way they set out and the way that they're very, like, loop loopy to where, like, you'll loop back around and, like, open that door and then the side of Grace is right there, so you can just run back and rest and then go fight the boss. But even in those, like, the bosses you fight in some of these weird side ruins are just bizarre like i was telling jack i fought this crazy gladiator man who had like these chain hammers that he's swinging around father's like weird injured assassin who started the boss fight with probably a third of his health missing and he's doing these weird floaty almost like dancer of the boreal valley like movements and shooting these blood things i mean i'm like and there seems to be everything right there seems to be like the holy light stuff that you've seen some knights do there's there's like storms there's like blood stuff like in bloodborne there's I found, like, this weird beast guy that is like, bring me death root. And I got, like, beast claws. And I'm like, I'm never going to use those, but cool. Thanks, dude. Yeah, I mean, even though the first one I encountered, that boss that I, th- that I mentioned earlier, is, like, this weird, like, robot, like, statue thing. Yeah. super, like, like static and, like, very, like, you know, like, stiff, stiff yeah. moving. And it's really freaky. It's always, like, looking at you with, like, yeah. this blank face. There's a lot of the the design of this game is very stellar. Yeah. It's awesome. And just there I don't know, like I said, just that feeling of we're just gushing on this game. Since they don't signpost anything for you, anything that you discover 
feels very personal to like your experience, right? Yes. It's not like they put up this quest marker and you go into the quest marker and then a boss appears. It's like, no, you just go into that area and a boss appears. Maybe the boss only appeared because it was a certain time of day for me. You know, maybe the death bird only appeared because I did something and it triggered it to actually spawn, right? The death bird. Right. Like weird things like that where it's like this freakish bird that has bird baby skull head with it's carrying like this huge axe and has this long twisty body and it's like flying around and I'm just like on my horse trying to fight this thing. Yeah, it's just random just thing your, in a field. Just your average day, you know, in Elden Ring. Yeah. And so God, we've just been, I know we've just been gushing on it, but I so far highly recommend I mean, it. So far, I think it's I really have nothing game. bad to say about it. Yeah. Like I really don't. I know that. Uh, some people have been having trouble with it, like on PC, like getting it to yes. run on PC. Yeah, so that is that is something we should note. And I do think, actually, what I've heard, the PlayStation 4 version is the best version. That's really interesting. Because they recommend, and this is this just goes to show you, from software, I don't think has ever had the best technical releases. I mean, you look back at Bloodborne. I said this to Jack. It was like two-minute loading week. times. Yeah. yeah. Dark Souls 3, I don't remember having a lot of issues. But, you know, I think from software has had, I mean, Dark Souls 2 famously was downgraded with their lighting and stuff and that, that one probably had the most controversy right. so this game i know has its f- fair share of technical faults and i know in fact on playstation 5 they recommend the best experiences to have the playstation 4 version and run that version instead of the PlayStation. you know like weird stuff like yeah, that interesting i don't know how it works on xbox side i haven't heard anything so i'm assuming it's just fine on xbox which xbox has been way better this generation about Hey, if you have this game, you can play it anywhere, and we'll select the right version. But I know on PlayStation Five, you can accidentally play the PlayStation Four version of a game and not know it, and it just lets you do it. It won't be like, hey, no, you're playing on PlayStation Five, you'll be the PlayStation Five version. It's like, no, yeah, you bought the PlayStation Four version. We're not gonna tell you, yeah. And you're That's like, man, why does this game feel weird? And you're like, oh yeah, I'm just not playing. <laughs> yeah, and so, so I, <sighs> technically speaking, I, it's been fine for yeah. me. Um, obviously there's like some, some stutters there's some loading distance things yeah you know that's about the only thing I really noticed but nothing that's been like game breaking oh or no like nothing that affects for the gameplay at all there is a weird like when you're standing like an items behind you and it's like fading out of focus it's like a weird chromatic blur that it has I don't know if you've noticed that where it's like rainbow color like things will like disintegrate into like weird rainbow and then fade away into nothing I have not, actually. Yeah, I'll show you to the next time I play it because it's kind of just a weird visual detail. But I have a feeling it's the way they actually render everything to get everything in there properly. Because I'm really surprised that they managed to fit everything in. Like, this game runs really well on PlayStation 4. Regard, you know. I think a little yeah. chunky, like I said, and they're framed as dip. But, like... Occasionally. In all of the boss fights, I've never felt like, oh, God, the lag got me. Or, and even the hitboxes in this game, I feel like, are really good. Like... Dude, the a- I love. I'll using- barely clip things with my sword, and it'll still count as a hit. I love using the axe, but I have almost a, the opposite of the issue, where I'm like probably like a millimeter off. And I'm like, if this axe was just like a little bit longer, a few <laughs> pixels longer, like perfect. But like yeah. sometimes I'm like, whoom, I'm like seriously, and then the next hit, I'm like, come on, dude. Yeah. But you know, so I I've only been using the axe. Um, I'm yeah. kind of running the axe. I'm kind of running around with like that. The atlatl. That very like Viking. The atlatl. God, it's a, it's a, it's a throwback. Right that's there, a clutch reference. <laughs> um, try, here's a question. Have you, do you say niche or niche? Niche. I say niche too. No. I was told it's pronounced niche by my teacher when I was in school, but I hear people, a lot of people say niche. I wonder if the difference between like American and English. Who pronunciation. knows? Like schedule and schedule. Like those are both. Okay, right. schedule is just you being stupid. I'm calling everyone out. <laughs> says <laughs> says the guy who like can't pronounce anything half the catacombs, time. Anyways. Catacombs, Accurate. catacombs, accurate, accurate. Anyways, anyways, Elden Ring, absolutely fantastic so far, and I, I'm so glad that it's so big and so popular because it's it's this very like gratifying that. And it goes to show you that if you stick to your guns and you design something that you know is good and you hold to it, like, they didn't make this game easy. In fact, they didn't even put an easy mode in. I know a lot of people are like, oh, where is the, like... And that that conversation comes up every single time. One of oh, these every time. Sekiro was a big one because Sekiro was hard, especially because you had to play it so differently than any of Souls games. I do feel like some of the bosses and enemies in this game are 
pretty wild for how many times they try to hit you. <laughs> or I'm just like overwhelmed by the amount of strikes coming my way where I'm like, oh my God. Um, in in especially, oh, I seen to call this out. Go ahead. Any past Souls players, Jack, maybe you felt this. But man, I feel like they know how certain players will react. I feel like there's been a good chunk of times where I've rolled into an attack or rolled to the side, something that would have avoided it in the past, but the enemies always have these weird little side sweeps or side attacks that immediately will just hit me. And I'm like, really? Like, you hit me right there? Like, that was, like, you planned for that? Or, like, it has some trigger where enemies will, like, trigger certain attacks because they know you're trying to, and it's just, it's just so good. It just makes the whole thing feel like that you are the one carving your own path in this world and that you are clearing out these areas and the feeling of mastery after you're going through an area that you've explored and that you know is that's just what i was bringing up so i was looking at the discord because i know we've talked a lot a lot about Elden Ring and the discord on the you know rocketeer collection discord which you're going to be a member if you're a member on patreon at any level um so jack henry's playing right now actually and i was going back and he just said just completed a dungeon that absolutely whooped my ass the first few times feels good man that is a feeling that like only these games can really give you mm-hmm. the, that feeling of like you finally do it. You're like, yes, yes. You know what I mean? Like that. That is like such yeah. a good feeling. in These games and these games give it to you in such a good way yeah. because it really rewards you for like, okay, I've been coming at this wrong. I need to change it my play style. You change it up and it works, and you're like, oh, you know, you just kind of take that extra second to like do the encounter a little bit differently mm-hmm. and like it really pays off yeah and that's always like a super good feeling yeah um but jack you know as far as impressions without touching on i think specifics um we talked a lot about our opening hours you know um but i think we'll end this episode here but before we end i wanted to ask you for new players coming to elden ring what are some like easy like new tips that you would recommend you know tips that you feel like you've gained through your history through souls games that you've gained through playing so far that you say you know what i wish i had known this because this would have been really helpful in the beginning a lot of the enemies attack you more slowly yeah use like get hit use those guys to advantage to learn how to do some basic pairing to learn when to roll and how to roll because you know you don't roll when they're swinging or after they've swung, you roll like when their swing would make contact with yes. you. It's a very specific like frame yeah. that you have to. If you don't hit it, you're punished for it. Yeah. Um, always make sure that like you don't always, but like for beginner players, like have backup weapons, especially you know things that you can kind of go back on if like one weapon isn't working. Like Jack Henry said that he's using I think like a sword and then like a war pick or something like that. You know I can't remember the right. specifics. I just closed Discord, but. You know, because he so he's doing the two weapon thing, which is great because some what enemies are more immune to like piercing, mm-hmm. other enemies are more immune to blunt damage or whatever. Yeah. So that kind of thing. Also, like you're like don't have it's a turn Tarkov gear fear, but this don't have like rune fear. You're going to lose your rune. Yes, that that's a big one. So it's okay. It's okay. Don't be like me. I have a weird tendency. Don't to hoard, hoard them. them. Just spin them as you get them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Spin them as you get them. If you feel like you might lose them and you have a good bit, go back. Yes. You know, that kind of thing. Spin them on upgrading stones or whatever if you can, or items if you feel like you need them. You get plenty of runes. Yeah. Take your time. Yeah. That's a good one. Um, I would like to add on to that last one. My you measure, don't get enough runes. <laughs> my measure for whether off, like I want to attempt a boss. Say I have... 10,000 runes, right? If 10,000 runes is an upgrade for me, then that's valuable. But if I have 9,000, that's not quite enough for an upgrade, so I'm okay with losing 9,000. And, like, I will just reiterate that, you are going to lose runes. You'll lose 25,000 one time for something stupid, right? Or you'll fight it in a boss, and so, like, if you get stuck and you fight a hard boss, like in the Crystal Caves, I fought this boss, this giant crystal dog that I did no damage to, that I lost like 15,000 runes in that room, and I'm like, well, I guess I'm just, I get, and it's okay, and it feels very defeating, but all you need to do is just get back up, and you'll get them back again, and then soon you'll be like, why was I, it's fine. The biggest thing I can tell 
everyone starting this game. Spacing and stamina management, it will get you through most fights. Being very aware and having a block technique of being a, hey, when you take a hit, block it, but then let go of your block so your stamina recovers faster. Oftentimes players will just turtle up and not, because your stamina will go recover really slow if you're holding your block. True. And so in boss fights, if you can get used to being like, lift up your shield, block, drop it. Yeah. And so your stamina goes up just that little bit more, then yeah, that'll really get you. And then spacing. Enemies, you can fight the most basic two enemies, right? But if you're fighting them in a bad spot, God, they can just murder you. Do one of those like dagger dudes, yeah. and there's like a spear guy can ruin your day because of the way that they attack together. Yeah, can be the most frustrating thing in the world. Yeah, and so. so learning that spacing, like back off, like see the range of their attacks, how much reach they have. That's always very helpful. Yes. And then another tactic I have: you don't always need to roll backwards to avoid attacks. Oftentimes, rolling into an attack will give you great spacing for enemies because this doesn't always work. Around. But rolling into an attack towards an enemy will give you a big advantage. Especially, I'm thinking of like the giant bears in the forest, where I know some of my coworkers have been like, "Man, these bears are just destroying me." I'm like, "Listen, the trick is they're so aggressive and they're so forward attacking that if you roll into them, you can just get in the little nook by their back leg and just swing away. And you take like little chips of damage, but then you can stagger them and you can get those critical hits and you're like, "Hey, not only am I your yeah. manager, I'm also your Elden Ring manager." So, <laughs> you know. So yeah, I think those are good pieces of advice. Your items don't have durability in this game. Items don't have durability. That's a that's a big one. The, I'm bad about this and so I'm trying to be better, but I always have the uh, the Final Fantasy super elixir problem where I'm like, man, I don't know if I want to use this fire grease because I might need it in the future. And then I end the game with 30 fire greases that I just never used because I was always or you use right like time. three on one guy was effective against like a boss and then like you never used them again. Yeah. And so use your items. You'll get more. It's OK. And if you run out, hey, you run out and you can trust me, you'll be fine. Yeah. And of course, don't be afraid to uh, summon help. Use those messages. I mean, there is no shame the first time you're going through a Souls game to get help on those bosses, to learn how they move, to take a little bit of aggro or off you. even put your own sign down. That's oh, a great... That that's is a great one. a really good way to put your sign down at bosses. Even if you don't know what you're doing, it helps you See learn what's boss. happening yeah. without like sacrificing your runes or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? That, I that's do. A great I way. highly recommend that, especially for big bosses that you're like really scared of. Put that sign down. Help another person fight it just so you can get used to fighting it, used to that feeling of being in that arena. Because souls, they really try to hard intimidate you, right? Every boss you fight, you're like, oh my gosh. The fell omen. He summons this giant golden hammer halfway through the fight and is leaping up into the air and smashing down. And you're like, I can't even. Yeah, it's he's pretty crazy. So... All of that, you know, take all that into account with a, with a few grains. The way you get through the game, there will be people who say, man, you're just a scrub. I can't believe you summoned or using these spirits. Dude, dude, Dark Souls is hard. Or sorry, Elden Ring is hard. Use whatever you need to use to get to beat anything you need to beat. I don't care. How you enjoy the game is how you enjoy the game. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, okay, so they enjoy playing it that way. Cool. Like me personally, yeah. I don't like summoning people for bosses on my on my first run through. Yep. That's just the me thing, you yep. know. If someone else does it, cool. Yep. I don't care. Whatever, you know. I'll help people. So it's yep. like I don't have a thing against people summoning. It's just me personally. It's something I do, but I'm not like, oh, you didn't, right? Huh. Right. Huh. I'm very much like that as well. Where you know, my first playthroughs yep. of the Souls games are always sword and board, always sword and shield. I like getting up close. I like that one-on-one, you know, mono we mono It's always been my thing. Our younger brother, he's going full magic, and he's having a great time. It sounds like he's very successful, right? So any way you want to play this game is the right way to play it. And don't let this community... The community can be a little brutal, being like, oh, just get good. Yeah, just There is much. an element of that, but there's also an element of familiarity of the more familiar you are with the way your character moves. The more time you use a single weapon, you get more familiar with how long it takes to hit. You can start subconsciously timing to be like, okay, I know I can get a couple hits in. I know I can get away if I need to. But that's all based on just the more you play it. Exactly. Exactly. Jack, before we end off here, do you have any other last statements about Elden Ring? Just impressions. I'd like to later on 
say several weeks down the line, once some of us have beaten it, maybe maybe yes. we're close to beating it, do a kind of another dive. I'd love in. to do a big one with yeah. you, me, Michael, and Jack. Oh. I mean, even if they're not if they're not in the same recording session, just like get their thoughts or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. Anything else, Jack, before I, I end this out? I got nothing, man. I can't wait to play more of it. Hopefully I can after we get all this moving done. Yeah. So in fact, I was playing it earlier today before we started recording, and now I'm like, gonna go play some more. <laughs> Everyone, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Rack and Chair Collection. All about Elden Ring impressions. If you love what we do over here, you know what we do. Spotify just learned yesterday on our D&D session, you can now rank Spotify podcasts. Yo, Michael gave us five stars. He was the first one to give us five stars, but you can rank that. So, hey, guess what? Plug it. Rank rank our podcast. Rank it. You know, grow our the small podcast. Make this a job for us, right? And oh, I can't I can't tell you. And then hey, we'll never miss another episode because it'll be our job. But right now, like we always say, it's a hobby and we love doing it. But there will be times where life gets in the way. Everyone, I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day. Yes, and I hope that you go and play Elden Ring because you know what? That's all I'm thinking about right now. And I'm going to go play it right now. Elden Ring, Elden Ring, and Elden, Elden, Elden Ring. Who do we see coming into the door? Oh, it's Clumsy Titan. And what's he about to say, Jack? Music! Music.